Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. I'm wearing Freedom Variant gear, Kevin. Oh, yeah. You still got the yeah. Freedom Variant stuff on? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's available, folks. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Gonna make it. Yeah. So we're uh, live on our Thursday evening show, which again, this is a show that's not going out on the radio. It's just for you, the internet viewers, just for you guys and, and the podcast people too, I guess. Yeah. Ke- Kevin, I, I don't, I don't think Joe Biden's handling this whole gas situation as well as he could. I gotta be honest. Joe, no, Joe, come on. No, he's not, he's not doing great. I, ah. He threatened the oil companies with emergency powers. He's he's doubled down on on blaming Vladimir Putin and ignoring because he's ignoring monetary policy. I, we've it, had these these conversations over and over again. And is it not Putin's fault? It, well, it it's it, is it Putin's fault? Can it be Putin's fault? China's still buying Putin's oil, so the the supply yeah. is still available. the 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 market still has oil. So is it Putin's fault? Is it devaluation of the currency? Is it corporate greed, Kevin? Is that the oh, one price gouging goodness. corporate greed? Us libertarians love the the conversations about price gouging corporate greed. Yeah. So, and again, we got not just like high gas prices, right? We got the uh, 8.6% inflation overall, which doesn't include energy prices and food prices. That is separate from that. So like it, the, total inflation the 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 the, Just, the amount your money has deteriorated over the last yeah. year is don't, is likely a bit higher than that don't look at the man behind the curtain when it comes to yeah. inflation right don't don't look at the core food and energy prices let's just say that's irrelevant yeah, it's just amazing let's just yeah let's ignore that part but uh no and so all right, we'll talk about the gas thing, right? Like, so, like, is it is it Putin's fault? Like, uh, no, yes and no. Like, is there disruptions to the 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 supply chain because of that? Yeah, that is, but yeah, it's not just Putin's fault that gas yeah. prices are rising, specifically in the United States. They are rising elsewhere too, all around the world. But there are other policies that go into play here, like corporate greed. I'm yeah, just kidding. Greed. That's a that's a stupid answer. I like that that one. <laughs> No, I'm, that 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 one drives me nuts, right? Because again, like, what what's 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 the actual logic behind corporate greed is driving higher energy prices and inflation overall, right? Like, like before Tim, the corporations were generously letting us have stuff that they produced and barely making a profit, barely. And suddenly they've gotten greedy. So all at once, they're like, "Yeah, you know what? We can get away with this now." Now we can get away with it. We we are going to go corporate greed. And when we talk about corporate greed, we're, we should always remember, like, let's compare who makes the most money off of the sale of a gallon of gas, right? Like, there's there's chains up and down this line of, of producer, supplier, you know, end user, provider, okay? And then the government, 
gets this consistent slice of every gallon of gas sold that's way higher than any one person's profit margin up and down that chain. And the 20 cents that they knocked off in New York State doesn't cover the entire amount of gas. And guys, guess what? Once that gas tax comes back down the road, we are going to be raising our tax on gasoline in New York State. This is all yeah. kind of like because it's yeah, it's, it's going to come back here, eventually. Man. Like like they they're not cutting the highway budget or anything or pulling from anywhere else. Like it's it's going to come back eventually. And who knows? Maybe gas prices will have gone down by then or not. We're just suddenly going to get a, a twenty cent bump in gas. Uh, because there, there's there's gas taxes not only on uh, gas tax holidays not only at state level too but the self the county level the county in Monroe County we have a gas tax of like eight cents a gallon or something, um and and they they did a, a tax holiday so you know it ends up being a little bit of money in the end but like it's gonna come back like they they plan for having that money they're not just gonna like I again I would love it if they just cut the tax and then they cut the either the service associated with it or they pulled that money from somewhere else how are they going to pay for two million dollar office buildings kevin like they're not going to be able to do that if they cut yeah we're we're going to get to that because i i I can't believe i forgot about it last week a little segue of foreshadowing later on in the show you know we're going to be talking about some of this stuff um yeah Yeah. and then but but we have to we have to get to like okay so is it is it you know there, there's the the government taxes on on gas, right? Like, why is it expensive, right? There's these these uh these these rates that go into that. Uh, there's some uh, international supply chain disruptions, but again, there there are different ways you can compensate for that. Sure, uh, it's it's probably not corporate greed. Again, there, there you're right. There are like every step of the way, like companies add profit from the resource extraction to the refinement to the delivery to the you know uh uh distribution of of gas at at the pump like everyone makes it a tiny bit right but that that's always been the case it's it's that's not a new thing no and and to just say all of a sudden now they're greedy and to just say that's the reason for high gas taxes or high gas prices it does it, yeah. it ignores so much of the bigger picture? There's look, no, guys. There's it, the war. One of the things that is Putin's fault is war and and worldwide turmoil and the threat of violence. It the, the disruption of a supply chain is a, is a real threat. So an anticipated supply problem of the unrefined unrefined product is going to cause a supplier to to charge more money. Now, gas companies are a pretty big operation and they're pretty much already deep in bed with the government anyway. So when we're talking about this stuff, they're so intermixed. Like people want to say Biden doesn't benefit from high gas prices. I'm going to tell you what, bullcrap baloney. Those campaign coffers don't fill themselves and that's a reality, okay? The big oil fills campaign coffers of Democrats, Republicans and not not libertarian. Yeah. I want to be clear about that. Yeah, no. They 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 haven't given the their money to the, the Libertarian Party yet. Do we have any policies that would benefit them? I'm just, I mean, uh, just, but, <laughs> I'm well, just I mean, probably. Maybe it's with, a sales job, is what I'm thinking. We have yeah, I mean, well, there, there are, and again, like the actually the 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 Cokes do have connection to like oil and national natural gas, and and, and that one of them did run for president in the Libertarian Party, or what do you run for? Was it president or vice president? I don't remember. Uh, that was back in the 80s, right? Yeah, it was back in the 80s. I I think they ran 
for president of the Libertarian Party, and I thought that they served on. They they were big donors of the Libertarian Party, especially at first. Like they were, they were there for us. Yeah. The Libertarian Party is supposed to be a place where real conservatives and real liberals can agree that government force and coercion is the problem. And and so vice president, vice president. Thanks, Tim. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's what it's supposed to be, and I I, I find that I don't want to travel down the Libertarian yeah. Party. Well, it, well, all right. So like, just just kind of like you know, what what would that look like, Raz? It's it's the ability to be able to extract resources, uh, particularly given the the permits that the um, federal government has already issued. Now there's like more restrictions and environmental reviews. They like the uh association or no the american petroleum institute uh wrote like a letter to joe biden recently that talked about some of the policy issues with it right so it's it's resource extraction while also being able to uh, not cause too many negative externalities right like you, you still have accountability like right you cause an oil spill you cause damage you gotta pay for that right you gotta like clean it up guys it's a mess clean it up exactly the oil spills um, have been happening for a really long time, though, Kevin. Like yeah. going back before we started drilling for oil, oil comes out of the ground and it does create problems for environmental stuff. I, like, and so if we spill it in an ocean, we've got to clean it up. If we spill it yeah, in right. grasslands, we've got to clean it up. But that's all part of the price that we pay. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been watching studies, guys, I, like about the Arctic ice melting. If you take a glass and you fill it up with water and ice and the ice goes over the rim, what do you think happens, Kevin, when it melts? Um, Let me paint you the picture a little better. You've got like a 12-ounce glass of really cold water with 14 ice cubes in it. Three ice cubes are fully over the rim of the glass. It all melts. What happens? Does the water go spilling all over the floor? I don't think it does, actually. No, it doesn't. I got thinking about that. I mean, yeah. a couple of these deserts might fill up with water. and I, Would that be a bad thing if all of the global ice caps melted? I don't know. I don't know. Things will definitely get weird. That's for sure. We get lakefront property. They say they're not making any more of it, but if global warming continues, perhaps we will. There you go. There's there's opportunities out there. (laughs) That's what you just got to plan ahead, man. You got to have a long game. You got to play the long game. Yeah. Um, But I I know we're we're getting a bunch of uh, comments on, on like, various things about uh, whether or not counties had dropped stuff. So Dave says, Otsego County didn't drop ours. That's that's uh, our home county. I, I don't think we did drop our gas tax because our prices didn't even change for one second. As a matter of fact, the day that the taxes were supposed to drop, at, prices went up like 15 cents. Well, and and uh, Jamie, Jamie, uh, Jamie, I assume uh, Allegheny County dropped the gas tax. Uh, some businesses did not. It, well, they they're they're doing all these news stories in Rochester, right? Like they're doing like investigative stories where like, oh look, these prices stayed the same the day the uh, the uh, the gas tax dropped, like, and they should have dropped it by twenty cents, and and you know they wanted the state to take action because they didn't like do it. And like, well, listen, these gas stations, they can do what they want. Like, if they want to, they want to make an extra twenty cents and try to do that. Like, cool. And then people are going to call them out for it. That's fine. Like, and the news stations can even say like. Hey, these guys just they kept their price high. What the heck? Or maybe they got a new shipment in that morning and it didn't matter, right? And they're like, well, I gotta I gotta raise it to this. Well, you don't know, and they're they're calling on like the state to take action and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't want that, but like, yeah, a lot of businesses like they didn't change it either in anticipation or they had actually bought like the more expensive fuel. 
I need to raise their price anyway because the prices are going up like 20 cents a week for like three months. And yeah. I, that's not an exact figure, but like they're going up a lot. They, they've gone up. A they've real gone up lot. quite a bit. Yeah. So here's one from our, our, our guys. And look, I bash Republicans just like I bash Democrats. I, I look and New York is a one party rule state, but it's hard for me to tell the parties apart sometimes because they act exactly the same. This guy that they're they're calling out right here, Dave Bliss, is a Republican. Our county can't afford to cut its gas tax. We have, I, I, we have a mismanagement of money problem because our our county employees are low paid. We have booming, thriving tourist businesses. Oh, I'm sorry, we probably crushed those with the COVID government response to COVID for a couple of years. So we did lose out on Texas. So we've got to keep. Our middle class and poor people paying full dollar and paying their gas taxes, it seems to be the most important thing. So, I, you know, I get a little frustrated when we want to pick a red team or a blue team when this guy right here is just team government. That's all he is. He's team government. And they a bunch of them are. So, yeah. how do you like that, guys? <laughs> that's it. Um, go team government. Go team government. <laughs> Uh, that's how it always feels like it uh robert says biden shut down pipelines and leases blame those idiots not putin i mean as i've gone over this like the keystone xl pipeline like wouldn't it wouldn't matter with that but the leases thing it is kind of a thing right with both natural gas and some of the other oil drilling leases and it's not like like it's in and i'll share a link to the letter again this is oil industry propaganda but i'll share a link to a letter which is interesting they they wrote to, to joe biden because a lot of it's like okay some of the things like the leases that they have and they want to turn on which takes a while to turn on even if they they said okay yes go nuts like do your thing like it takes a while both because of the actual logistics of getting things going but also because of like the permitting and review processes um it's it takes years like years and years and, they, and what they're trying to say is they're trying to say like well hey if we can keep it down to like a year or two like we can plan for this and make it work but again right. by the time they're able to actually get up and running it's hard to like have a market that can instantly respond to supply shocks like what we saw here because you can't just turn on a well correct you know there, you it's, gotta wait the- for the government approval and then you gotta actually do the thing and, and and then you're four years out, and then something else has happened, and, and then and the other, all these investments that you've made, maybe now the the price of oil and gas have dropped a lot, and right. those are no longer profitable. And and wells go dry, and then they refill. So basically, you need to be drilling fresh wells all the time, and then you can go back and revisit old wells and get more oil out of them. But we're at the point where a number of our wells are getting dry; they're getting close to dry. I do want to circle back around to the um, XL pipeline because I did a bunch of uh, research back. on it this week. They th- there was an anticipated supply benefit of a, a net gain of about five hundred thousand gallons of usable refinable petroleum for gasoline that was taken out of the equation uh, because it was going to connect some things in Montana to refineries in Illinois and bring that that gas from Canada down. So there there is. Yeah, and you know, I'll 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 walk back a little bit. What I said, right? I'll I'll pull Joe Biden, um, and 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 say like you and I talked about this because like there's other refined petroleum products that was getting used for like the motor oils that would primarily be a source for the Keystone XL, and that takes the pressure off of those markets where they can redirect some of their resources to other petroleum products, including refined gasoline, right? So I'll 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that there, you, you and Robert both. Well, I got into an argument. I, I've been arguing on other people's pages, Kevin. And you know, for a long time, I didn't go to anybody else's page, just argued and had conversations on my own. But got some funny people out there, some funny left wing guys that like to make fun of Trump, but they, they lean libertarian. And so I was getting in there with them and, and dicing it up with some of the XL comments that not they were making, but people that were on their page were making and saying, like, look, you're not you're not talking about this in the correct frame. Like, and, and then I got to an argument with a guy and I was like, get about biden and how he doesn't he's trying his best to make the gasoline markets correct biden benefits from this clown show just like everybody else again like i said earlier campaign coffers don't fill themselves guys and regulations fill campaign coffers period yeah it's it's, it's a weird it's uh it's kayfabe sometimes like it's it's, it's like a it's a wrestling thing right it's like they, they're putting on a show for us yes um <laughs> tim no Tim it Smith. is. It's a human. No. I agree with. I agree with them. Tim Smith says one dollar da- a gallon of gas is a human right. No, people no, no. So We've happy. tried price controls. No. People <laughs> the, so the, the the Carter times, Jimmy Carter times, price controls oh. did not work. You know, you know what? You know what happens when you do price controls? You get shortages. That's that's what's gonna happen. Jimmy Carter, we, we were good. Listen, guys, some of you guys, Robert Force, probably Dave. In, Jimmy Carter told everybody we were running out of gas, man. And and we were going to run out of oil. And it was just the most depressing time. And I was a kid and I was just terrified that literally going to freeze to death this year. My, We can't even turn our furnace on. We can't afford heating oil. And it was just this, his misery index. And then all of a sudden, like, Reagan comes along. He's like, "Well, we'll just drill for more oil. It's not going to be a big deal. Like, let's let's get more oil." And and we did it. And yeah. things got better. well. It turns out when there's price pressure and you allow people to like explore the technology, and suddenly it becomes profitable to do different types of oil exploration. Yeah, that might not have been profitable before. Well, you know, yeah, well, t- that, that's it. That's that's why we haven't run it. There, there's there's still a whole bunch of oil out there. It's not to say like there aren't good reasons to switch over to alternative energy sources in some cases, but when there's price pressure, there, there's a lot out there. And in the short term, it does kind of help make the world go around and, and keep sure. people relatively comfortable and prosperous. Right, right. And, and look, so Biden did make promises that he was going to eliminate, take us off of our gas and oil addiction. And and when we see the, the moves that he's made, we, we know that he, he proactively took steps in those directions. Those steps proactively contracted the anticipated supply of gasoline and petroleum products that and combined with the devaluation of the currency, a, a uh, lightening of COVID restrictions, people want to be more active. The price of gas goes up. That's a reality. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm still waiting for my stimulus check for the inflation to help me solve my inflation problem. <laughs> inflation solved by <laughs> extra stimulus checks. It's, it blows my mind that people are still... <laughs> still propose that what do we what do we think it's going to look like kevin i want to put this question to you we kind of popped in my head what are the if he enacts emergency powers against oil companies what is that going to look like he's going to go in and make them drill for more oil after he made it harder well it's it's the same thing like the the baby formula thing right like (laughs) oh joe biden's gonna like fly in a bunch of baby form like bro you just gotta let people do their thing like same thing with the oil and gas like you just kind of let them do their thing. You don't need to go and force them to do what they wanted to do anyway. Yeah. Unless you're just trying to take credit. I, well, 
uh, yeah, I mean, look, this guy writes checks as he makes promises as he can't keep. Like he was, he was going to take care of COVID, man. Day one, like he was going to straighten it out. And I, last week, my wife had COVID, so he failed. Period. That's it. End of story. My kid had COVID the week, also last week. Like the the guy's a failure. He's a liar. And first of all, my point would be that he should not make people should not make promises like that, and because what then happens is that they start pointing their stubby angry fingers at their neighbors saying you didn't follow the covid restrictions correctly and that's why covid's going around again and that is what's destroying our society i mean i think that's what's creating this wobbly stuff but uh, mindset this anonymous facebook user says he's trying to make himself and his uh cronies look like heroes yeah man like sure this is like my my theory of like the primary motivation of like most politicians is like they want to take credit for stuff. So like they can be heroes and someone writes like a nice line about them in a history book. Like that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Robert says uh, we were energy independent under Trump. Weirdly enough that this started under Obama. Well, not, we weren't totally energy independent. We were a net exporter of many, many energy products starting under the Obama administration. There, look, and that's which is bizarre, but that's where it started, and it continued under Trump administration. If I have a favorite thing about Trump, and as you guys know, I've been critical of him because he was a big spender, gun grabbing kind of authoritarian, but his 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 policies regarding energy independence, I thought, were critical to our nation, and they're critical to our national security, as we're seeing. Right now, first of all, you're not going to fly fighter jets with electric batteries. And and if we get into a major conflict, not yet. yeah, but but the helicopter I've been checking out does fly with electric batteries. So I'm just it saying soon. I, I, I they, do think it'd be cool as heck if they could make batteries with the energy density to fly planes right now. That is not possible, though. Like you just you can't do it. I could. I mean, you're going to have to have some SMRs to do that. We're going we're gonna to get some nuclear reactors. They could do it in a submarine. They could do it in a plane. I just, hey, here's here. Let me do. I I, I don't mean to interrupt our flow, no, but go ahead. my buddy, my buddy Andrew hasn't been around for a while. I'm glad to see you back, up, pal. Making some comments. Yeah, CNN and then MSNBC takes the cake. They, the news media fills midwits' mouths with nonsense, and they shout it at people. And and so that is a reality. Like I get it, Andrew. You're absolutely right. Ryan Bedford is in the house. All right, brother. It's been a while since we've seen him, too. That's good stuff. Ryan, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well my, my whole thing on, like, the energy independence stuff, that was, like, I, I, it doesn't bother me if, like, because I know uh, folks are making, oh, I got to find the comment now. Uh, oh, oh, here it is, I think. Uh, Biden, uh, from Dave on Facebook, Biden wants to ship uh, LNG, liquefied natural gas, to Britain. Uh, take a uh, five years to build a terminal. Like, is that something? Like, I don't. It makes sense to me to like export this stuff in the sense of like, we have if we are if we are not micromanaging decisions of these companies, right? Like, they're gonna do what makes sense on the market, right? Sure. And we don't want to micromanage or nationalize these companies because, again, you start to get into Hugo Chavez territory when you do that a bit well, <laughs> too look, much. But I, did you did you see Kamala Harris the other day? Oh, what'd she do? I even... She's all like, look, these 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 projects are huge and, and business can't handle them without government. And what mm. we're going to do is move forward with more. 
public-private partnerships in energy and public-private partnerships. Bro, it's it's a takeover scam. And guys, you can you can yeah. coat it in velvet and you can paint it with pretty flowers, but fascism is fascism. Is well, that's fascism. A, well, that's how you get like on. oligarchs like the Russians have. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I sound like I'm making a joke about it, but like that that's really what happened, right? That it's like, is what You had happened. these like sort of private companies, right? And then like they're so intertwined with the state that they're essentially inseparable and they they off of the public dine off of the public resources and having captured the industry like they make just oodles of money as long as they are just fiercely loyal to whoever's in charge and putin's in charge it's so. kind of and guys look as much as we like elon musk right now it's kind of what elon musk did but with like actual collaboration elon musk was crafty and smart and credit farmed his way into being the richest man in the world. Okay. Like I, I don't care. Like he built one good business and then credit farmed his way into the rest of it. Like that's it. Do you guys know what credit farming is? I've talked about it in the past, but where you collaborate with government to get free buildings, you, you get money to do things, you get tax credits for certain behaviors. And guys, we're going to talk about a tax credit thing that might, my take on it might get you a little bit annoyed. Cause I'm going to be bashing a Republican, but so that's, that's where we're at with these things. It's a little bit uh, squishy, squishy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is interesting. Well, the ruble's getting worth a lot more right now. Yeah, it looks like the yeah. it, it 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 it's complicated, but it looks like it didn't quite hit the value of their currency as much as we were hoping, and it, it still ended up hurting everyday Russians quite a bit. The, the sanctions and uh, the the banking stuff, but they're they kind of recovered. So I think that was like a because their oil is valuable in what they supply and and people still want it. People is still profitable it. and it's disgustingly profitable. And, and blood soaked monsters make the most money. It's disgusting. No, it is. I mean, like especially when when governments end up controlling like resources like that, it ends up being terrible. And again. To, to Robert Ford's comment on Facebook, so look, look what happens to Venezuela when government took over their economy. Yeah. Everybody lost weight, guys. <laughs> like, Everybody 30, lost 30, weight. 40 pounds. It, it was a bad deal for them. Yeah. And, 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 and you got and new cool materials to make baskets and purses out of they, uh, when, when their money. People were celebrating <laughs> them nationalizing, like soldiers going in and stealing cases of beer and nationalizing a beer company. Like people celebrated that, like these awful beer profiteers. It's like, the most noble profession in the world is the beer maker, Kevin. And here these guys are watching their businesses get nationalized and soldiers taking their product. And people celebrated it. And yeah, just, we're going to keep beer cheap. And now we have beer for the people. They don't have beer. They but don't they, have yeah. beer. They don't have bread. That's they don't have shit. Very, <laughs> very temporary. Them for gas and oil, though, which maybe will work out for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, well, yeah, we'll see if they, they end up doing that. They're mostly begging the Saudis. Uh, yeah. but no, he's begging Venezuela too. They're he's on the, yeah. they're on the short list. They're getting invited to the White House. He's a good yeah. guy like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I want to bash I, I want to talk about again, I get into credit farming. We talk about government incentivizing bad behavior or inappropriate behavior and doing things that sound virtuous but actually create a problem. And and some of you guys, probably all of you guys, or a lot of us just got a property tax, uh, school tax rebate check from your benevolent overlords in the New York state government, right? Like, I don't know. I got, we like, got it uh, early. Yeah, Weird. Got we, we got it before the primary. So weird. Oh, that, that. We moved that up. That. Oh, and, and Letitia James was up in uh, Plattsburgh dropping off some cash for an urban renewal project. Like, 
What's the attorney like, general rain, do? Would drop yeah. it off checks? Like, what is what is this campaigning on our dime kind of bullshit? <gasps> Baloney that's going on. So, guys, this star rebate thing, guys, Lucky when it we came out, on the radio, Tim. Huh? Oh, we're Lucky not. We ain't on the radio. <laughs> All right. So the star rebate thing that came out, 1998, 1999. Guess who was governor? That was our last Republican governor. Came up with this great idea. Let's not actually cut property taxes and figure out a way to cut property taxes across the board. Let's take state revenue and return it to people in the form of a school tax rebate for, and it started as primarily for elder, elderly people, um, which guys, it sounds virtuous, right? Elderly people don't have kids in school. Um, we, we, we give them a special bonus because they don't have kids in school, but instead, the, the goal, Democrats were saying this back then because Democrats weren't as crazy as the then as they are now. They're like, that's incentivizing us having old people staying in the state and young people leaving if we don't offer them some sort of commensurate break. Why don't we just cut property taxes for everybody and figure out how to manage the school budgets better? That's what Democrats used to say, okay? And that's what they said to counter George Pataki's program. And everybody also knew that if this program went into place, it was never going to go away. It was never going to turn into a property tax cut across the board. It was always going to be, hey, I'm going to raise your star rebate checks. It's always was going to be this virtuous thing that exists that they're going to use to buy your vote. And so yeah. that's what it is, guys. And it was started by George Pataki. And so, again, we get into credit farming. We get into incentivizing. Now what's bad behavior? I get it, right? Old people probably shouldn't be paying as much. And they're sharp doing the same kind of concept, right? He's going to, but he's cutting taxes across the board, guys. So there's a difference. That's not what's happening in our local communities. So that's a reality. We incentivized old people to stay and we provided no incentive for young people to stay. So now to counter it, Kevin, you were talking on your show. Yeah. You had something yeah. else going on there. Well, I was, so they're, they're, they're trying to bribe recent college graduates to stay in, in Monroe County. Um, but it's only, nice. yeah, it, it's $2,000 if you, are in a narrow set of fields so it's only if you are in it life sciences optics photonics and imaging uh, <laughs> and in only not, not in waste management or no 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 not not, not in any of that other stuff carpentry. and only if you actually get a job and it has to be at a firm with a uh, hundred or fewer employees so like again people who get jobs in fields with high earning potential at a company based in Monroe County with a hundred or fewer employees. So you have a very, very small share of people, Damn. all of which again, Do because it. it's a, they're, they're mostly high earnings field are not going to stay in the County for just $2,000. Like it well, just what, it doesn't matter. It drives me. It's like setting a hundred thousand dollars on fire. Because what are like, the odds of cash in that check really with all the require? What if they budgeted for that program? Like 10 grand. They, they're gonna get they, five, no, they, they, they budgeted a hundred thousand dollars for it. All right, so, right. all right, so they're gonna find fifty kids to give two thousand. No, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we get we get fifty recent grads to say, but again, like they, if they got a job locally, they were probably going to stay a minute anyway. <laughs> that, that like, it's like you have to though. get the job first. Like it's it doesn't matter. Like oh. if they got not if they didn't get a job locally or they got a job at a company that was too big. You know, or they got another option that offers them 10k more to go move to like Nashville or something. Like they're gone. They're gone. They're, they're, they're gonna gone. leave. Like why would they stay? They're not gonna stay for two grand. Like it Here's, does. It literally well, doesn't matter. It's it's nuts. an insignificant amount of money. Um, 
Yeah. And and so. then after we beat up on on hospital workers and stuff like that, it's just yeah, it's like it's amazing. Just, there's I don't want them to bribe. Like, I don't think there's it, it would it makes sense to, to bribe folks to stay. But if you're going to do that, like that's like the least group that needs it. Like they they do not need it. They are a guy job in a good paying field. They don't need that money. You know, it's, it's the other folks who are kind of marginal a little bit on the edge, like who need an extra push to stay here. And actually, one of the things I meant to mention on, on my show, which is sort of kind of legal in Rochester, is it's uh, like boarding houses in a lot of cities it's very hard to live with like a group of people that you aren't related to. And in, in some places it's, it's totally illegal to do that. But like to have roommates essentially. Yeah. We, uh, we and then that's a little bit different. From, Go ahead though. Travel yeah. That's a little bit different from like, like a boarding house. It's like more meant for that sort of thing, but right. it is a thing like where you can rent a room. I, I've, I don't know how legal it is, but I've, I've known several friends who like they got one room for like 300 bucks a month and they had to share, you know, a kitchen with like six other people that they didn't really know. But they were fine with that. Like they, they had just graduated and they're like, I just need a place to crash. I'm going to be spending most of my time out. And, you know, I don't want to blow my money on rent. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to drink and I'm going to go to work. Let me have those things and I'm going to be happy. That's it. Yeah. Like they, they weren't planning on hanging out at home. You know, that so they they wanted to spend their money elsewhere. And that, so I've known a few people like that. Uh, and, you know, that's good. Like, again, I have no idea if that's like a legal arrangement or not, but I know people are doing it. Um, but but in some cities, it's like it's actually enforced, like you, you can't do that type of stuff. But that's a good thing. If your city isn't doing that and you're wondering where your college graduates are going, like, you know, just legalize cheap housing. And, and they, they, I shared an article on Twitter about that, which was, it was mostly about homelessness, right? Like, cause right. again, those are the folks like where if the minimum rent in your city is a thousand bucks, but you could legalize housing and uh, have rooms available for three, 400 bucks a month. Some of those folks might suddenly be housed again. Yeah. Um, look, Airbnb poked a hole right through all these regulations that these small towns and small cities put into place regarding restrictions on housing. Okay. They, they, they poked a hole in it. They drove a bus through it, whatever you want to look at. All of those rules and regulations that they put into place made Airbnb possible. And when I take a look at my, my hometown of Oneana, they about 22 years ago, they started really wanting to limit the number of people living in a, a domicile. Right. And they and they really wanted to cut back on it. And so the the unintended consequence of that is there is no affordable housing for families. They they stepped up code enforcement, right? They're like, oh, you gotta like we can't make people take care of their own garbage. The landlords gotta be responsible. So then they would go and give landlords bills for seven eight hundred dollars. And then they said the number of non uh, not non related individuals in an, a dwelling unit could only be three. And they maxed they maxed that stuff out. So. Basically, everybody just said, screw you. I'm not renting to poor people anymore. I'm yeah. only going to rent to students, even if I only get students every other year, because I could charge them like seven grand a semester for living expenses. I can make way more money renting out three out of five semesters versus renting to a family for two straight years. OK, and, and so now we killed the rental market for families. We we houses have fallen into the ground, and then Airbnb Airbnb comes along and says, "Hey, they got a pretty good tourist industry in that area. Let's help them rent their houses out." And so now we have no affordable housing. The solution: the government steals a parking lot from local businesses and puts in a several hundred unit artist loft style, artist loft planned community 
where we don't already have enough parking anyway. So it's going to be epic. It's just, and they're not done. Eliminate They've been working parking. on it for two years now. It, 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 typical government solutioneering. <laughs> and it's, it's just a mess. They beat up on small businesses that had parked, had, had been paying for years, the rents and the, and the taxes on these locations because it had that parking lot. And now that parking lot is gone. I, it just doesn't, it's awful. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the thing. Like, again, I, I, I kind of joke, like, you know, just eliminate parking, eliminate <laughs> parking minimums, you know, like just ride your bike, Tim. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but like, it is a thing, right? Like, you know, you need to, you, you need to have some parking again, if it's businesses running it or whatever, like. They're going to be, build a parking garage and let the guy who builds it, they're going to pay somebody to build it, but then they're going to let the guy who builds the parking garage charge for parking. Now, in Oneana, there's already a parking garage that is people don't like to use it because it's it's dirty and old and scary. And we're rural folk. We like to park by the side of the street and walk to the store. We like to see the door from our car. People don't like parking garages here. Yeah, I'll, so, well, they Tim, if you're ever in Rochester, I'll, I'm going gonna, gonna to drop you off in like the downtown parking garage. It is amazing. It's, it's, it's actually terrifying because it's like you could I'm, drive around it for like. 40 minutes in that parking garage and never, never see like out. the same road twice. Like it's, I, 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 I'm terrified. I'm <laughs> I'll give you a panic attack real. doing that. This is real. I don't like parking garages. Creep me out, man. That much concrete above me, that much concrete below me car. I, I don't know. Every bad movies, but some sort of like some sort of episode in a parking garage. I just, I don't, I, I want nothing to do with parking garages, man. They freak yeah. me out. Oh, yeah, I don't put that comment up, but yes, that this one, this one, because I did research on this one. I went up to, okay, so we're bashing Osego County again. Like these guys got some grant money um, right before COVID to build homeless housing, and they built these guys. When I look at them, they look like dog houses, okay? Like they're really small. Were they like the tiny homes thing? Tiny homes, but they're, they're, Okay, number one, a contractor can't build a tiny home and get a certificate of occupancy for it. So what I have a feeling happened here is these guys thought they could build tiny homes and didn't get a certificate of occupancy for it because they're not occupied. And they're right next to the freaking jail. So, like, how nice are you being to people if you, like, you're you're putting them next to a jail. Like, here, here's a little little doghouse for you to stay in. There's the jail. It's it's so ridiculously uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. Yeah, the and, putting put an extra jail thing. Like I'm fine with like tiny houses. Like because for some people, sure. again, it's it's same thing, right? Like individual for some folks, that's all they want, right? Yeah. Like and again, I don't think the government should subsidize it. And if you want to take the risk on the market to build tiny houses and and find folks who will do that, or yeah. or partner with a nonprofit because there's some nonprofits who will do that too. Like because some folks like okay, <clears> cool, yeah, I just need a bedroom. There's a little yeah. sink and a bathroom in there. And that's all I need. You or know. a vacation community of tiny houses where you go oh, there yeah, and no, stay totally for a couple a months too. or whatever. Like, but again, what I want to point out, Kevin, is that rules and regulations don't really allow me to build that and sell it with a certificate of occupancy. Like I could build it and sell it, but then the person who buys it can't necessarily get insurance on it, right? Because there's no certificate of occupancy for something that's built out of right. code specifications without any kind of technical background and without any special dispensations from the government and that's a reality all right because i could throw up tiny houses all day people could camp in them but they can't live in them because there's no co's that's that's the issue i couldn't rent them all right because i can't get a co that would allow me to rent them 
the, the code enforcement guy would be like, well, it's too small and there's not enough this and the stairs are screwed up and you you can't have a cabinet here and blah, 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 blah. And we, we curtail freedom. And so the county bit itself in its own butt with this with this game plan. They, they're going to have to get special laws, rules written. It's it's hilarious. Wild. And they, the virtuous, the, the the glorious virtue signaling of it all it was like front page in the paper. And they, they take the best pictures of these things. They make them look huge. And you go up there and you drive up there. They're like... I if they're ten by twelve, I I I, I would be surprised. Today they're not. No, you, you, you ever watch one of those like tiny house like reality shows? You yeah, know? those are fun. That's fun. Yeah. You could put them on I, a trailer I never want to do that, the road, though. like a camper. I think that's oh, great. Yeah. I see people do that. Although I see like some people they're like, yeah, I'm gonna like move my family of like six into a tiny home, and I'm like, oh no, you guys are gonna murder each other. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Seems yeah, terrible. No, it's not cool. enough space. Like the, the, I guess I just want to say, like, tiny homes are cool. It's an individual freedom choice. But I want to be clear, like, the government interferes with the mass production of tiny homes. Any place that there are tiny homes, the government has to rezone that area, has to reissue laws. And then they still have insurance company issues when it comes to getting a certificate of occupancy for them always. Right. So and that, that's, that's the interesting part about like some of that stuff is like the, the insurance side. Right. Cause even if you fix the law side, there's also like that and maybe one would follow the other, but Alice says we don't need any more laws. I love Alice. I love it. Alice. You tell right me. on Alice. Love it. Uh, I want to get this other comment from Dave earlier, just real, real briefly. Dave uh, says uh, pay kids to go to trade schools. So, I, interestingly enough, I, I talked about this on my Wednesday show. So, like, make sure to check out the podcast for this. Not, not only did we talk about like trade schools, but they actually one of the guys from like the local union, uh, what he said, local 13, like, they, I forget what trade it was, like plumbing, uh, wh whatever trade it was. He, he talked about like how, how they recruit folks, which is interesting. So, I, I really appreciate that caller who, who called in and be like, hey, this is another way, like, you can get on the job training, you know, like, yeah. from unions in some cases. Like, you have to like apply. You know, and that. they have a process uh, to do that. And like, well, you know, that's that's interesting. Like that that's something a lot of young folks don't consider. And again, if you you get into a union, I have a few friends who have like uh, union jobs and like uh, like elevator maintenance and plumbing and stuff. Oh, my God. Elevator do, maintenance is huge. You can make elevator so much money. Dude, the guy I know who does that is like just a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, and he $100 an hour all day long. Yeah. But you've got to work your way up to it a little bit. Yeah. But you still start at like 45, 50 bucks an hour. So. Um, but, Alice, Alice catches on to some corruption here. I, I always like when we get a chance to point out corruption. Anytime, again, the government sets up their rules, right? So they set up mileage rules about how to reimburse a bus company. They, they just take advantage of it. They always do. So, it's just it's so this, uh, you, you gotta read because remember we're doing a podcast you gotta read what she says all right so Alice oh says, okay school buses <laughs> uh drive from all areas around without children on the bus with these gas prices uh, really and she goes on to say oops sorry uh, uh they do this to get new buses they run up the mileage because they get caught messing with the mileage so i don't i don't know like specific allegation Th something though that drives me nuts in rochester right is because like the schools uh because they're they're trying to like I think it's like a like an anti segregation thing, even though it doesn't really work. Uh, like they they so they bus people from all around the city. So you are not necessarily going to the school that is closest to you, right? So and they don't even like group people together all that well. So buses are driving all around the city all the time to drive people to different schools. So on like any given day, I might see like four or five buses go down the same street with like three kids on them. 
mm-hmm. because they're taking like one's going to the school in the neighborhood, another one's going to like the school like way up in Charlotte, and another one's going to like you know in, uh, a West Side school, and it's like it's it's insane, and and the the budget of the school is nine hundred and eighty three million dollars, almost a billion dollar budget, something like forty forty four thousand dollars per student. In the Rochester City. I'm probably going to talk about that on my Monday show because the city council for once like voted down their share of the school budget. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to know what that's going to mean because a lot of the budget comes from the state, but the city does provide some of it. So they have to approve that. And yeah, in the heart of the COVID lockdown, Kevin, the busing thing that, that this is an issue with, with, uh, with transit, right in the heart of the COVID lockdown, our buses, we got buses that go from our two small cities in, in one large village and small city in, in Osseo County. They're empty, right? In the middle of the COVID lockdown, they're running the buses anyway. They're never full anyhow. They're never full. And so in the middle of the COVID lockdown, they're running the buses, running them. Like, why are they doing this? None of this made any sense. Yeah. Uh, so, so you mean like like the, the public transit bu- buses? Yes. I'm sorry. The public transit buses. Yeah, yeah. Oniana public transit. OPT. I mean, it's bizarre yeah, it's, to me. None of it made any sense. No, it, yeah, that's is it to get kids? I, I like, that's I, I really want mass transit to work sometimes, right? But like a lot of times it's just they're not going after it the right way and they just end up subsidizing the heck out of transporting around just a handful of people. And that's that's frustrating. Like, I really wish it worked because I've been in cities where it is great, right? but. The organically grown mass transit are like trolleys and things like that that was was destroyed by big oil and the car companies. OK, so they they don't let it grow back organically. The government tries to force what they idealize as mass transit down people's throats. And people are like, I don't I'm not going to go to Cooperstown at six o'clock in the morning to go to work at eight o'clock in the morning and then yeah. try to catch a bus at five o'clock at night to get home at seven. I'm just going to eventually buy a car. I'm not going to work there. It's, it yeah. doesn't work that way. No, and they don't, like, they got to force it on you. No, even in, even in the city of Rochester, right? Like it's, I I could take, like, I live pretty close to some bus lines, but like, like where I live now, it took, it took me 20 minutes to bike to work when I was working at childcare center, 45 minutes to like walk there, or I could take a bus and it would take like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, again, I'm able-bodied. I can do that. Like, sure, but it's like it took me so much. It was taking so much more time to take the bus, and then I'd be waiting around, and I'd have to be at a bus station when all the high school kids are there. Yeah, uh, and then you know I've got to spend four bucks a day on it too. You know, like it's not, which isn't a lot of money, but like, so it's right. Like, but and that, again, that was before I had a car. Like, I, we, my wife and I shared like one vehicle for like the first five years that we lived in Rochester, and I mostly like walked or rode my bike places but yeah, yeah like taking but I, I hated taking the bus i rarely I did it because buses. i'm like it would take me so much longer to do that than to ride my bike somewhere so like why bother yeah um and, and so daniel right like uh, again we're we're on the same subject i agree yeah. that the tiny house idea is yeah. awesome it, like yeah. daniel says uh the tiny house idea could really help the homeless population and vets and people transitioning out of prison those houses look cool I forgot to read the comment again, didn't I? God, we're doing a podcast, man. I know. All right. So it is a good idea. The Again, where we get into it is that the government interferes with that idea. 
I, again, as a former contractor, I could, I have property, I have property. I could have put tiny houses all over them, but zoning stands in the way. Certificate of occupancy stand in the way. And then the issue of renting them out would be next to impossible. So who's going to be able to buy the person that is in the market for a tiny home wants to pay low rent, right? They're not going to be able to buy your tiny house from you. So I would build it and I would hope to rent it out. I would be willing to take a chance could have been willing to take a chance if everything else about it wasn't impossible. I could put up 10 tiny house units on an acre, right? Give them a little yard, give them a, a tight end septic system and a well. I could have done that and, and then maybe got like three, four grand a month out of that. But the issues around that do not work. It was too much risk. And I, because I looked at it, I, I love I, the idea of building up like 10 little tiny houses on one of my pieces of property. I just thought that would be so cool. Then I thought about doing it for the, the Dreams Park, but eh, I don't really like those guys. So <laughs> the Dreams Park is our tourist industry type thing. Uh, and I didn't want to get involved in that. Um, but but it, the government makes it impossible. All right. And, and then again, it is a good idea. Some people would love it and it would help vets and and homeless people who want people getting out of prison larry talks about this at length at, at certain times and um about how people who have been in prison or people who are homeless want a tiny space where they can store their stuff and then they want to be outside after all that the, the rest of the day that's what they want we yeah. have no real mechanism for giving people that transition back into society and the government stands in the way of it basically yeah and, and again that's that's the hope, right? Like we just need to get the government out of the way for people to be able to have the market meet their preferences. Provide for each other, man. That's all. You sound like an anarchist now, Kevin. I know. Instead of like, no, no, the only way this can happen is if the government does everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's working so well, especially in New York State. I think it, we should be really happy with the outcomes. I did get it, but I did get a property rebate check. <laughs> so, well, there, you know. And I'm going to okay. catch it. <laughs> Uh, too bad you can't vote for Hochul in the primary. Gosh darn it. Generously oh. giving you that check. Oh, my God. And, guys, she's Early. investing in her communities, too. I just investing in her communities, yeah. <laughs> no, she, uh, I meant to talk about this last week. So so Kathy Hochul uh, ended up buying or spending $2 million of our money. Of course it's our money. Uh, on a a new office building in Buffalo. Uh, in the building of a campaign donor again, so so she already had office space here, right? And, yeah. and like she did that when she was lieutenant governor, and she did that. She had that because like that was kind of like her home, right? Like she's from that area. That's where she was a congresswoman, etc. Okay, sure. Uh, lieutenant governors can have like remote offices, you know, so they have like one or two throughout the state, right? That's not unusual. Uh, the governor usually maintains two offices, in one in Albany and one in New York City. Right, mm -hmm. non-result. She has added this third one in Western New York, and she's like, "Well, oh, see, I won one over here, and spent two yeah. million dollars with a uh, with a campaign donor to renovate this office space in Buffalo." And like, what she did, she didn't need that. She didn't need to spend. Kevin, I I think you're trying to say to that, that. It, it looks corrupt, and I it, just... it looks a teeny bit corrupt. Like I'm sorry, there's a, I'm seeing a pattern, and I don't like it. <laughs> it's a glorious. It looks gloriously virtuous to me, where she's just taking care of her local communities and her friends, and and the community that she she calls home. Kevin, you're just not looking at it right. Yeah, she the made community that she calls. 
It, are you trying to angle for a PR job and in, in her administration? That's I, I think expert I'm going down the road there. of in, insane amount of sarcasm and pointing out that I agree with you that this is nonsense. These people are garbage. Like, oops. I mean, that, oh, wait, we're not doing the radio show, so I can take I can go a little bit further out there. A little bit. You, you, get, you get a little, little bit spicier. No, yeah. Not, not too spicy, but a little bit spicier. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that's a new thing. Yeah. Like I, I don't have much to say about that story other than like, again, it's, 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 it's so obvious. Like again, governor Cuomo was like better at this. Like he was like better at like spending these situations, but no, no, it's not corrupt. Like, actually this is part of my green energy initiative and I'm just showing, you know, like he would, yeah. he would figure out ways to like make it look good and people would eat it up. He would and, just be like. How could you say that about me? That's not my fault. That's my friend's fault. He'll go to jail for that. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, but yeah, I don't think she's as good. At, I mean, she she's probably still gonna win her primary despite this. But uh, yeah, no, this is this is shady. I don't like it. Look, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I'm gonna travel down a wormhole. There, there's no at where it looks right now. There's zero chance that she's not our next governor. Zero chance. She is going to be our next governor. That's a reality. Deal with it. We we have to we have to get rid of local politicians who will start pushing. We have to get rid of the ones that are not pushing back against the state and have them start pushing back against the state. We have to elect assemblymen and senators who understand that third party representation isn't just rubber stamping your Republicans for the conservative party and rubber stamping your Democrat for the working family party. We've got to start electing people and we've got to have leadership if if we want to be successful the conservative party has to stop doing what it's been doing for decades okay and that's simply rubber stamping the republican party and participating in malfeasance on behalf of the republican party period they've got to stop doing it i'm disappointed in them i've been disappointed in them for a long time um the cognitive dissidence is what got me to the libertarian party but the disappointment in the conservative party also helped me get there period Cognitive dissonance is, I really hate wars, guys. I really hate wars. I really hate growth in government. And those things are real. And these guys, these blood-soaked monsters, love to make money off of these things. And and that's a reality. So yeah. that's that's how I feel. Who, who is Facebook yeah. user? Uh, Facebook <laughs> user says, Tim, you nailed it. I, uh, I, I, Ryan, I, Ryan does not believe you that, that Kathy Hochul is destined to win. He says, Larry Sharp will uh, whoop her ass, debate that. I won't debate that. Larry, if Larry gets in a debate with her, the, the, the we're back on track, guys. That's that's a reality. Um that is that's going to be a good good thing for sure. Yeah. Um and Larry has uh, the trade school paying kids to go to trade school. Larry has a program where it's like, "Hey, in 10th grade, choose to go to a trade school. Your money follows you." You come out with a marketable skill, and then maybe you don't start off as a first-year apprentice when you go into a um a labor union or a business, you start off at a much higher rate of pay. And I think that those things are good. And then, then, then your education already starts paying you back and that you don't even have to go to college. Yeah. And I think that would be, it'd be a great thing. Uh, you know, and I'd love to see that. And I ended up talking about some of that on my, on my show yesterday too. Uh, yeah. If you get, you get people started it, cause it's not just a, like a skill thing and like a, you know, fail early type of thing. It's also a build connections thing, right? If you have connections sure. in an industry in a local area, people are going to be more likely to stick around and less likely to be like, you know what? 
I'm just going to head to South Carolina like everyone you know, else. You know what else would stick around? Businesses that want to build industries. And, guys, that's, yeah. that is something. In, in again, in Otsego County, we've lost uh, so many businesses that would benefit from trade schools. We, 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 had, we were, like, once a leader in, in building uh, a magnetic resident imager to, uh, and positron emission tomography units in the back of tractor trailers, and they would get hauled all over the country. They, these things cost millions of dollars. And it was a great way to share the modern technology for an affordable price. And that business is now defunct. And it's because of high taxation. It's hard to find work. And, and the high taxation in New York, guys, creates an expense burden that a place like Wisconsin, who also makes these things, can out-compete us price-wise. And it, it's a reality, man. And we, we do nothing about it. Yeah, New York State does nothing about it. They they try to bribe the people that are in business to stay in business for as long as they can, and then that that's it. They they don't do anything to effectively lower their cost basis, and and that's a real problem. Yeah. Yes, David, you know I I did a lot of work for them. Oh, Dave said Medicoach. Yes, Medicoach yeah. was the place I'm talking about. World leader guys in in this this technology of putting magnetic resonance image these million dollar units in the back of tractor trailers whatever it was um we we built um even bathrooms for hurricane response like where you could get a shower and a toilet and everything like that in the back of a trailer you could haul it onto a site boom done set it up gone oh, a couple hundred gallons of water i used to sub subcontract with them and it was one of my favorite places to do business with and, and unfortunately they're gone now excuse me <clears throat> and it's because of new york state and the tax burdens that it puts on people and the lack of people, young people that are willing to stay in this thing. That's it. Sorry about that. But I, yeah. A little passionate there. Yeah. Well, all right. So I know we're coming up on an hour. I, I could have literally filled an hour at fake news today. So I want to get to like a couple of those some. And I don't have we'll any, do. so we can do all yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I got a bunch. All right. So do fake news Thursday. There you go. And I, I gotta, I gotta get the, uh, the, the, the music, music from, uh, from Bob, uh, so I can play that for this part. But uh, we'll start with this headline. Tell me if this is real or not. World Health Organization will rename monkeypox virus to minimize stigma in racism. <sighs> Again, the glorious virtue of our zealous overlords. I, I'm sure that that's real news. They're gonna, they're gonna do it. It is in fact real news. Uh, they they are going to rename it. Um, they they say you know they they say they have a a policy of not naming viruses after animals or countries, and so that's why because like the when it, when some people started calling it like the Wuhan virus uh, with with COVID, or you know Trump calling it like the China virus, right? Like right. They uh they're like no 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 it's 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 SARS CoV two, um you know we need to call it by its proper name, but mm -hmm. yeah it it's no. I, I don't know like it, like the, I I find it almost insulting like because it like one of the quotes from one of their like uh officials is like uh in the context of the current global outbreak continued reference to a nomenclature of this virus being African is not only inaccurate but also discriminatory and stigmatizing I'm like wait. Who mentioned African? Like, when did anyone mention that? Like, they what, what, that what the heck? Who, who is the goddamn racist here? Like, I know, right? Like, I read that and I'm like, 
Yo, you're kind of being racist here, man. Like, I don't. What Jesus. the heck? Yeah, like, in yeah. So, like, I, I seen that, and, and I guess like some African press organizations, like, uh, Western media is showing too many pictures of Africans having mon- monkeypox, uh, and Amazing. they should show. Like, I'm like, okay, sure, I guess, but like, it, it's kind of it's been a disease that's been around for a while. You know, like monkeypox is a thing in like Central and South America too. It's like, yeah, I read that statement. Like, ah, that, that kind of seems racist to me. Like, no, no one mentioned Africans in, in monkeypox until until you man. Did. Like, until what they did? And Come look, on. man, the whole bat soup thing that was racial animus too. Okay, like that. There was never a chance that the coronavirus came from bat freaking soup. Like nonsense. Yeah. You guys took advantage of a, a strange custom and used racial animus to hype that in the news right from day one. They were they're awful, awful, awful human beings. Right to their core. Yeah. Now that's yeah, I read that and like that is just yeah, that's that's ugly stuff. Um, all right, let's see. What other ones do I got though? Wait, Ryan asks, are we brainwashed enough? We this is the problem, and this is we need more of us because we aren't brainwashed brainwashed. Somehow we've avoided being brainwashed. I'm not saying I don't emotively respond sometimes to certain things, but we are not brainwashed. We don't buy the, the one side or the other duopolistic lies about race and about the news. And that is a beautiful thing. And that's why I like sharing this time with guys like you and, and everybody that's here. Sorry, I got yeah. a little. Uh, no, Brad, you get, you get misty out of there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I got another one for you. This is, this is going to be related to New York stuff. Are, are you familiar with, with Pokemon? I am a little bit. Yeah, the kids bit, used yeah. to do it pretty good. My my older kids did. So All go right. ahead. Uh, tell, tell me if this is a real quote from a, a real news article. Uh, Astorino, Rob Astorino, uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate, says, yeah. Astorino was especially bothered by the inclusion of the word Charizarding, which supposedly describes the use of fire during sex, uh, saying that such an act would be criminal when talking about why we need to look at sexual education in New York. Is Rob uh, Astorino concerned about Charizarding? I, well, <laughs> I, I mean, now I'm concerned about it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> You're like, what are the like, kids doing nowadays? What's wrong what with you, them? What are you kids up? And, and like, is there a website we could go to see what this is about? <laughs> no. Um, all right. So, so Rob is, okay. I did catch some of his, his, his work recently and, and a lot of people are in in conjunction with Rob concerned about the the level of sexual stuff that's being taught in schools. So I'm gonna go ahead and say he's like he would say I'll make Tarzaring illegal. Yeah, he probably yeah he's dead. Did uh, he? <laughs> so so yeah he he did he did he did say that. Um, uh, do, do we have any more information on what it is, Kevin? <laughs> So I like we're not on what, the radio, remember? No, 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 no. I know. Well, I said this is this is the 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 podcast. We do spicier content, uh, hot content, if you will. But uh, so I guess what what happened is like someone had like sent him an image where like there was a list of terms written on like a whiteboard, and it seems like it's one of those things where like a teacher in like a sexual health and education class was like, "Well, what are some things that you've heard?" 
and some someone was either trolling or like they had heard like a family member say something and and charizarding made it on there and then he looked it up on urban dictionary and saw that it was mixing sex and fire and he's like yeah i'm concerned about charizard (laughs) i'm concerned that the schools are teaching kids about charizarding like all right i don't wicked concerned i I, you know it it is true if the schools are like hey hey kids you gotta try the charizarding like check it out I would uh, I would recommend but, yes I I would come down on Asterino's side there yeah so maybe like it's we, you, you, sh- you shouldn't mix those things he might have got trolled though he might yeah I like it, it kind it kind of seems like a troll like either maybe not like him but like probably like a kid being a, a you know a smart ass in, in health class and like throwing out that term like as a joke or something yeah. right like because that that's absolutely something that I would have done. Uh, in high school um, and you know, like the very serious yeah. teachers like, Oh yes. Okay. Let's talk about that. We'll write that on the board, you know, and I would have found that stuff hilarious in high school. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, and whoever came up with that is living the life right now. They are laughing. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a real thing. Like, you know, I, but don't Could let me, uh, don't let me yuck your yum. If you want to do that, as long as everyone's consenting, like, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think there should be a law against it, I guess, but you know, as long maybe as everyone's consenting, you can charge art all you want. Maybe your insurance company would have the option of not covering your injuries from it. I don't know, it's like self inflicted. I don't know. That's a, what's the libertarian take on Charizarding? It's somewhat dangerous, as long as everyone's consenting. All right, all right, but then, but I. We got to talk about the insurance company covering the health health costs. Like, should yeah. they have? I mean, to? I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, that's well. You heard about the Geico story, right? The Geico uh, STD story. No, well, I I could have used this one as a uh, fake. So some, uh, I think I think it was a woman. Some woman uh, got a uh, a sexually transmitted disease because she had. Uh, had relations with her boyfriend in a car and then tried to make it uh, an insurance claim against a car company for that and oh, supposedly that was... won. I, I didn't read the details of that one, so uh, right. I, I don't I don't know exactly you need what more happened. Information, but it sounds like a it's okay. Right. Yeah, That's so you know, the insurance company might have to cover it. Um, yeah, I mean that's okay. that that definitely feels more like a. You should, you should probably just be careful in the first place if you're, yeah. you're, you're bringing fire to that situation. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so kind of on a, a somewhat similar theme, but t- tell me if this is fake news. Uh, uh, Lauren Boebert had a history in the in her past of being an escort and having two abortions. Real or fake news? That that's got to be fake news. It, it can't be real. It seems like is almost certainly fake news. Okay. Like there's there's no like. Of course she denies it. There's there's not really any evidence. Like the the group that spread it was like it like a liberal pack that seems to kind of play fast and loose with with the, uh, truth. With the truth, and spread it around it's like, oh, she was on like a sugar baby site. She had abortions, and like their source is like one rando who like texted them, and <laughs> they like they like made a bunch of stuff around it, and yeah, I was like nah, that like and and kind of anyone with like half a brain, even people who really don't, and th- there are good reasons, you know, to to dislike this person, but 
even so, um, <laughs> no. also no. fake news. Also, probably. I don't know. Probably. It's hard to say. But but yeah, uh, denied it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read that one. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't need no. to go to the podcast. But uh, but yeah, so it but it seems like it's fake. Just one of the, one of those things where you, you hear, um, where you, you hear a rumor and people want it to be true because ah, the the hypocrisy is just so gosh darn juicy. We do like hypocrisy as a society. We enjoy partaking in. Saying, hey, you're a bigger hypocrite than I am. And uh, that's one of the areas where I get hit with that cognitive dissonance when, yeah, it's like we're all hypocrites. And guys, even libertarians get a little hypocritical. It's just occasionally your beliefs and your actions don't meet up perfectly. And and it's hard, man, because we're all human. And I, I, I I don't know. I'm forgiving of it. It doesn't it doesn't get me as upset as it used to. Um, and I don't let it, I definitely don't like let the hypocrisy of the mainstream news, like dunking hypocrisy in the face of the guy that they're disagreeing with, like dunking Tucker Carlson's hypocrisy in his face or dunking whatever clown show, Steltzer, uh, all those jokes on CNN, like whatever that that's who they are. They're not, they're not cool like me and Kevin, first of all. And they're, they're, you know, that's the reality. That's real news right there. That is real. Um, <clears throat> so we get we have a, a listener submitted one from uh, Ryan Bedford on Facebook. He says, uh, "Little Caesars passes Pizza Hut." Fake news. Little Caesars is now bigger than Pizza Hut. Is that I what we're? A, yeah, I, I'm going to go with based on what I'm seeing locally that Little Caesars is is doing a good job in in stores and, and having a little successful tiny little kiosk kind of businesses and Pizza Hut's restaurant model. Um, is now basically uh, Chinese food restaurants here in central New York. So I'm going to go with that is real news. That's true. So I, I don't know if they sell more by volume. Maybe Ryan can chime in this. But I do know what they did do was they now replaced pizza. Little Caesars replaced Pizza Hut as like the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Ooh. So All right. All right. That's a big deal. Then. That means they're making more money. They yeah. Up, so they, they're, they're doing all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hot and ready, baby. Yeah, no, uh, that's what Ryan says on Facebook. Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll say this about Little Caesars. I used to eat them a lot more when I lived closer to one because, you know what, like, is Little Caesars good? Well, it's hot and ready. You know, like, that's the, it, and it was five bucks. And like, yeah, $5 pizza, I'm about they, it. They did hit a price point for sure, man. And and guys, like, they have little chicken wings for, like, four bucks or whatever. It's, yeah, and, they, and, the and the food the is good. It's consistent. Too. From shop to shop, that's one of the biggest things that the McDonald's is successful about. It's not that everything is good. It's that it's exactly the same yeah. in New York as it is in California, as it is in Texas. You know what you're getting. And and so that, to me, is it, that Little Caesars has mastered that. Pizza yeah, Hut no, got the, into a funky, let's get creative with our pizza thing, and I don't think it paid off for them. No, actually, I, like I, I've had them recently, and I was I was – Kind of not. It was not as greasy as I want. Like the the what I liked about pizza is like it felt like it was deep fried in olive oil for a certain <laughs> point in time, and I like, I wanted that like because I expected. Yeah. It. I was like, all right, yeah, give me give me give greasy me stuff. Yeah, you know, like cover it in bacon and 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 olive oil, and that's that's what I want. Um, and again, I, I like I'll, I'll go to like I have my like favorite local places too. It's it's tough to take a gamble on like a local pizza joint, especially if you go outside of New York. Like it, it yeah. is like it's it's totally a thing. You go down south and like some of the pizza places. All right, I'm gonna drop 
30 bucks on a pie and I don't know if it's going to be good or not. You can't. Or there's a little Caesars and it's like whatever it is, like six bucks now. Like I know it's not great, but it certainly is. But I know what it is because, yeah, there, there are many variations in pizza and New York pizza is one thing unto itself versus every other kind of pizza. So I'll, I'll say like I went to Miami uh, like whatever, two months ago now. And I was really hoping like there's enough New Yorkers there to make good pizza. And like every pizza I had there is like is five bucks a slice. And it was just not great. Was like, not, man, man, come on. Could be the water. Like, that, the that's boat. that's the rumor. It's the water. Yeah. It's, it's they. I know my even though like my, my mom like worked at a pizza hut for like 10 years. And like that's. I, I I used to eat that all the time, and and that was when we lived in Georgia, but yeah. I I didn't. That was the only thing I consumed, so I didn't have anything to compare it to then. Plus, again, yeah. pizza you have the chain, so uh, yeah. Can I? Uh, I we should probably end up off, but I, I do want to kind of cover one slightly serious topic about what what this political season is right at this moment. Okay, um, what is going on at the New York State Board of Elections right now? is what's called petition challenging garbage okay like you have in our local senate district 51 race we have an up-and-coming young lady out of hudson valley who wants to be a conservative republican and and do something different than what's been going on she's pro two-way she 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 saw early on that the covid lockdown stuff was bad and so she went out did the work doesn't have millions of dollars gets the signatures and the the jerk that occupies the office is challenging her petitions. Her, his little stooges, and and guys, I, I have a special distaste for these because his little stooges did the same thing to me by invalidating my own signature, like to keep me off the ballot. It's garbage behavior. Maybe there's a valid reason for it, but most of the time it's simple politic partisan garbage where it we're, we're not a democracy when we're pulling and playing games, keeping people off the ballots with technicalities. It's garbage and it's evil. And let's give people choices. Okay. We don't have a democracy when we're knocking people off ballots. When when the Libertarian Party can't access or has challenges like getting 45,000 signatures and a Republican only has to get 15,000 or a Democrat only has to get 15,000 signatures. This is inappropriate. Our state has already on a collision course with disaster. We are losing people at an amazingly rapid rate. It, it's a frustrating time for me. I'm very annoyed right now. Yeah, man. I think anyone who's hoping for more choices on the ballot is, is frustrated right now. Can you, they, they create a, a whole bunch of new barriers for third party candidates to get on the ballot. Uh, and yeah, hundred percent, like I'm frustrated with, with the, with the challenges and the technicalities. And then you know, garbage. Larry, yeah, I mean, the like, technicalities are garbage. Yeah. Sorry. It, again, it's like, it, it's not like, that was a signature, like, because again, I've been through this process many times too. Like, signatures were given in good faith, and then the state has the gall to be like, "No, you prove to me that's a real person." What do you mean it's a real person? They witnessed, I witnessed it, you know, myself. They signed this thing. There's a voter who demanded that another choice on the ballot. You, you come on, you. Have, what, what right do you have to to deny them like their voice in this process? Other, other states prove have it. much much better re- petitioning requirements. Much and look. I get it. It's expensive. But look, the love of power in New York State is disgusting. And they write rules to benefit their love of power. It's it's 
I, 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 okay, I keep saying disgusting, but guys, it's disgusting. It's literally disgusting. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I came up with better ad homonyms there, Kevin, but disgusting is the one that keeps coming out. That's true. I think it's a fair description. Um, it's but, embarrassing, man. Yeah. And just again, it just it, it's it's to drive people with without the resources to be able to to, to survive those challenges out. Again, because a lot of a lot of campaigns, like the independent campaigns in particular, like they put everything they have into just getting on the ballot. They've had to maybe they've had to hire folks. You now they've they've tried to, to spend on marketing materials. Right. Oftentimes they're putting a lot of their own resources in this. And now, okay, I'm gonna have to go uh, spend a bunch of money on lawyers and court fees and bunch of nonsense to to it's try to, to fight this system kevin I, yeah. uh, it just drives me nuts <laughs> yeah no that's Sorry. uh yeah no it's a definitely something that i think is on the mind of a lot of folks and you know it'll be interesting to see what what comes of comes of the race you were talking about other candidates who are struggling to get on the ballot larry's race too you know he did that that live the other day about that there's some challenges um, to his petitions. There's, yeah. there's, and look, I'm with, I'm down with, hey, if your petitions are fraudulent, like you photocopy a bunch of garbage and hand it in and say you want an independent line, I'm pretty sympathetic to that person not getting that independent line. Okay? Yeah, right. Like if you, you know, again, you garbage, you, dude. Okay. You're garbage for even trying it, but whatever. Oh, that <laughs> also happened. I want to be clear. Yeah. Pe people have done that. It was somebody trying to get an independent line. It'll break in the news, but you're hearing it here first photocopies guys photocopies to try to sneak it past hoping that he didn't get challenged to get an independent line it's a clown show there's uh wait, wait was someone tried to libertarian line again i, I, did, no, I didn't no, i didn't no, right. it was an independent no, independent line because yeah. people have done that uh to the libertarian line before like they'll submit like a bunch of photocopies or it'll be like thousands of pages with one signature on it and then hoping that no one actually challenges it but yeah they do like nope uh, you're just a crank. Okay. Uh, bye. No, you, yeah. You're just all right. I tried. That's different, right? Like Billy the cat. Okay. Like don't challenge Billy the cat's petition. You can challenge Billy the cat's petition. I'm okay with that. All yeah, right? Like that's, but... that's legitimate. That's a legitimate use of your challenge powers and our, our rights as citizens to, to verify things. But this other stuff is just garbage, man. Yeah. Garbage. Things. All right, but we should probably call it a night. And you know, I, I think, folks, if if there's one thing that you should take away from the show, it's that Little Caesars seems like they have money, so they should sponsor us now. So, like, Ooh. that's that's the key message. And give out Little Caesars coupons to homeless people on the street corners. Yeah, that's, that's what Ryan's up to. I like that, Ryan. That's nice. It's generous. Yeah. You can have food. Uh, you don't need cash because I know what you're going to do with the cash. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to do. It's your money, and you know, if you want to do Little Caesars. It's your yeah. prerogative, right? Uh, but yeah, that's that, that's the main takeaway there. I think that's that's what everyone's going to walk away with is we need to get little Caesars to sponsor us because I'm down for a cheap pie. That's 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 or, great. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, uh, all right. So that that that's it though, folks. Again, uh, radio show that goes out on WISL. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Usually me on Monday and Wednesday. Usually Larry on Tuesday. Sometimes Tim will join. I do. I like I like showing up. I always try to make comments. Anyways, I, sometimes I'm busy at lunchtime, but 
I like to get a few few digs in there, and generally Kevin will read them out unless they're too. Sometimes I get a little far out there at lunchtime. I try to make them laugh, so he may not read those on the air. Some of those I was like, Tim, what the hell? Oh, I can see your face. It's funny because I'm watching you on the internet. I can see your face, and I'm just like, that was a good one. I did perfect there. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna call it night. Thanks, folks, for listening today. Appreciate all of y'all. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.